Hello, we're up to Joshua chapter 17. Now this was the lot for the tribe of Manasseh, for he was the firstborn of Joseph. As for Machiah, the firstborn of Manasseh, the father of Gilead, because he was a man of war, therefore he had Gilead and Bashan. So this was for the rest of the children of Manasseh, according to their families. For the children of Abiezer, for the children of Helek, for the children of Azrael, for the children of Shechem, for the children of Hepha, and for the children of Shemida, these were the male children of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, according to their families. But Zelophehad, the son of Hepha, the son of Gilead, son of Machia, son of Manasseh, had no sons, but daughters. These are the names of his daughters, Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Terzah. They came to Eliezer the priest, and to Joshua the son of Nun, and to the princes, saying, Yahweh commanded Moses to give us an inheritance along with our brothers. Therefore, according to the commandment of Yahweh, he gave them an inheritance among the brothers of their father. Ten parts fell to Manasseh, in addition to the land of Gilead and Bashan, which is beyond the Jordan. Because the daughters of Manasseh had an inheritance among his sons, the land of Gilead belonged to the rest of the sons of Manasseh, the border of Manasseh was from Asher to Michmethah, which is before Shechem. The border went along to the right hand to the inhabitants of En Tepua. The land of Tepua belonged to Manasseh, but Tepua on the border of Manasseh belonged to the children of Ephraim. The border went down to the brook of Kenar, southward of the brook. These cities belonged to Ephraim among the cities of Manasseh. The border of Manasseh was on the north side of the brook, and ended at the sea. Southward it was Ephraim's, and northward it was Manasseh's, and the sea was his border. They reached to Asher on the north, and to Issachar on the east. Manasseh had three heights in Issachar, in Asher-Beth-Shan and its towns, and Iblium and its towns, and the inhabitants of Dor and its towns, and the inhabitants of Endor and its towns, and the inhabitants of Tanakh and its towns, and the inhabitants of Megiddo and its towns, Yet the children of Manasseh couldn't drive out the inhabitants of those cities, but the Canaanites would dwell in the land. When the children of Israel had grown strong, they put the Canaanites to forced labour and didn't utterly drive them out. The children of Joseph spoke to Joshua, saying, Why have you given me just one lot and one part for an inheritance, since we are a numerous people, because Yahweh has blessed us so far? Joshua said to them, if you are a numerous people, go up to the forest and clear land for yourself, there in the land of the Perizzites and of the Rephaim, since the hill country of Ephraim is too narrow for you. The children of Joseph said, The hill country is not enough for us. All the Canaanites who dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron, both those who are in Bethshan and its towns, and those who are in the valley of Jezreel. Joshua spoke to the house of Joseph, that is to Ephraim and Manasseh, saying, You are a numerous people and have great power. You shall not have one lot only, but the hill country shall be yours. Although it is a forest, you shall cut it down, and its farthest extent shall be yours. For you shall drive the Canaanites, though they have chariots of iron, and though they are strong. So in the first half of the book of Joshua, they were conquering the land, and it outlines all the battles. And then in the second half of the book, which we're in now, they're dividing up the land. 
And so we've, we saw how two and a half of the tribes actually got their inheritance before they crossed over the Jordan. And that was in the book of Numbers and, and uh, in the book of Deuteronomy. And so we only had nine and a half tribes left to go. So since we've come over and we've given out the land to Judah, we've given out the land to Ephraim, and this chapter is where we give out the land to Manasseh. But Manasseh was, one, was the half-tribe that was over the other side of the Jordan River, and so it, this is their other half. So Manasseh is the one tribe that's half on one side and half on the other, and so this is the chapter which divides out the other half. So after this chapter, five of the tribes will have received their inheritance and seven won't have. Now, and of course, um, the tribe of Manasseh was the tribe which had the daughters of Zelophehad, which we just mentioned. This was a man that didn't have any sons. So uh, we already discussed in Numbers 26 and Numbers 36 how these daughters were going to get an inheritance. And we discussed all the meaning of that. And here's where they actually get it. And the boundaries are all described. We don't understand the geography, so we don't kind of get a sense of where the boundaries are. Um, but... This is where it's all assigned out. Now at the end of this chapter, it says they hadn't completely driven out the inhabitants of the land. So some people were thinking, well, didn't they just conquer the land? Why are there still people there? So what's happened is, before Canaan was uh, basically an area that was completely full of all these like um, city-states, basically. Every city was its own little mini country, and its king was the king of that little mini country. And there was heaps of them. So what you've got is you've got a, a military campaign where they've gone through the land and they basically conquered 27 cities, or was it 31? I think it might have been 31 cities. They've got control of the land, but it doesn't mean that there's not individual groups and areas of the land where those original occupants are not still living and in control. Because you know, everyone was in control of their own lives before. Well, they still are. It's just that they don't have control of the land. So, excuse me. Ah, sneeze averted. So what's happened is that they've now started allocating out the land to different tribes. So they've said, Ephraim, here's your lot. And Manasseh, here's your lot. But within the lots that are assigned, there are still pockets of people that are living like they were before. And they actually have to be conquered and subdued. And this is exactly what it's like when we become Christian. Our whole life comes up under the Lordship of Christ. He's now the Lord. He's got control of it. But sometimes there's little pockets of our life that are holding out. <laughs> and so you would say, I'm a Christian. I follow the Lord, and you do. But it doesn't mean there's not areas that need to be conquered, things that need to surrender to Christ, just like the land of Israel. It was under the control of the Israelites. They had the whole control of the lot, but there were areas which they hadn't subdued. And so the end of this chapter the children of Joseph, which is two tribes, Ephraim and Manasseh, they say to Joshua, give us more land because we're a numerous people. Give us more inheritance. And Joshua says to them, here's some forests. Go and clear the forests. And, and I guess that's for cattle. And there was another area where there were um, certain uh, people that lived there. And he said, go and take their cities. So Joshua is basically saying to them, you know, the land is there. Um, you can have it, you've just got to go and do the work and um, you know, basically go and take it. You've got to go and do the work. Now, there's these two examples that are given was one, clearing forests, 
Now, in these modern times, if you want to clear a forest, which is frowned upon, <laughs> you know, because of uh, all the discussion about greenhouse gases and, and other things, people don't, you know, chopping down trees isn't an approved activity in this modern culture. And uh, this isn't, video is not about that, but if you were going to clear a forest, you can get two bulldozers, you can tie a big chain between the two, and these chains are big and they drive, and they just pull down forests behind them. In the Amazon, there are people burning down huge big chunks of forests at a time. So there's actually modern ways of clearing them quickly, but in ancient times, it was not a quick process. It was an ax job. You'd go tree by tree, chopping them down. So clearing a forest was hard work. So that was one option they had. They could clear forests and make space for themselves. But the other option was a military option, was to attack these people and take their land. And now the attacking and taking the land, that's quicker, but is riskier. <laughs> the, the clearing forests is a slow, laborious process with a lot less risk. It's more guaranteed. It's just hard work. And I think that there's a picture here in these two things concerning our spiritual lives. You know, there are areas of our life our lives which are not yet conquered to the Lord. Now some parts of our lives, we can conquer them and subdue them, bring them before the Lord if we work at them. It can be laborious, it can be hard work, but you can, if you set your mind to it and ask for the Lord's help, for example, forming a daily habit of Bible reading and prayer, that may be, at least in the beginning, a bit laborious, but it actually becomes wonderful as time goes on. But there are things like that which you know you can choose to do and you work away at them and they'll change they'll, you'll be changed over time a little bit like the clearing of the forests example here but on the other hand there are things you can do that are much quicker you can battle you can go to prayer you can find an area of your life that needs to be subdued and brought under the authority of the lord and you can fight for it and you can sort that out in much quicker time so it still involves work but it's a quicker process and um, one, of the th one of the reasons why some of the Israelites didn't want that second option, you know, they actually liked having the Canaanites in the land because once they got into the land and they saw the Canaanites and they saw their lifestyles and they saw their, the sexual perversion and the way they worshipped their gods, it was tempting to them. So even though the Lord had said not to participate in it, it interested them, you know, it appealed to the sinful part of their nature. And so... They, they were kind of interested in keeping it around. And this is also a problem for Christians too. There are things we know we should deal with, but we don't deal with them quickly because there's a part of us that likes it. So that's a problem. That's a real resistance to the work of the Lord. And so you need to go to the Lord with both of these things. There are things that you need to start and put in place and work out. And there are other things you need to battle and defeat, just like here in Joshua chapter 17. So which one will it be? Or will it be both? Father, I ask you to put your hand upon all those listening today. And I ask for grace to be given to them to not only walk away, work away in the areas of their life to clear space for Christ, but I also pray that you give them grace to overcome the things that tempt them to remain and to destroy them and throw them out I ask Heavenly Father for victory and overcoming and blessing and grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.